what you were saying, it just is further like testament and evidence to me that you are a marketer because <laughs> these are the exact challenges that marketers face across the board. What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Local Marketing Lab, where you get real-world insights from industry pros to help you drive local revenue and local growth. This podcast is brought to you by Evocalize, digital marketing tools powered by local data that automatically work where and when your locations need it most. Learn more at evocalize.com. What's up and welcome to the Local Marketing Lab. Joining us in the lab today is a guest with over 15 years of franchise and retail marketing experience, uh, working with brands like Blockbuster, Yogurt Mountain, and Huddle House. She loves Alabama football, the Atlanta Braves, and is super nervous about seeing what AI has whipped up for her in this episode. She's the Senior Director of Marketing at Tzatziki Mediterranean Cafe. Julie Wade, thanks for joining us in the lab, my friend. Thank you so much for having me, Justin. Appreciate being here. You bet. So I guess it would be good to kind of start off just real quick. Just tell a little bit about your your journey and your career and how you ended up where you are. Sure. Um, so I've always been in marketing. I'm one of the few people probably that went to school um, and is still doing what I mm. went to college for uh, eons ago. Um, I've always loved the marketing and advertising world and um, really started in that that vein as soon as I got out of school. And other than a 10-year stay-at-home mom stint, pretty much been doing it ever since. Um, mm. Been here in Birmingham my whole entire career and uh, been a customer of Tzatziki's for over 20 years. And I was with another brand and um, heard about a marketing position and knew that this was something that uh, really hit home with me. i had always thought that Tzatziki's was really an extension of my kitchen because it was the place <laughs> that I would uh, always get takeout. Um, it was an easy place to go grab dinner after those uh, late night games at the ballpark. Mm -hmm kids and, um, you know, after dance lessons and things like that. So, um, it was, it was definitely something that resonated with me. I've always loved the food. So a little over three years ago, I jumped at the chance to join the brand and mm -hmm. really enjoyed my time being here and seeing it grow. And, um, we're on the cusp of a hundred units and wow. I wait to hit that milestone early next year. That's very cool. It's interesting you say that that you're one of the few that actually stuck through with your career and what you did in college. When I was in, uh, I actually finished up my degree in economics and I, I was working at Dish Network at the time and I transitioned into, into tax accounting. And it was actually, it's funny, you worked at Blockbuster. So as part of my role there, we had acquired uh, Blockbuster's assets out of bankruptcy at the time. Oh, really? Had, oh, wow. Oh, Yeah. They had uh, 1,700 locations that I had to register, like all the licensing with the municipalities, like business licenses for. And it was at that time I realized I need a career shift and shifted into marketing. So, <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, yeah. Tax accounting. I, I, yeah. That doesn't sound too fun. 
it, it was not well at least not yeah. for me i'm sure i'm sure there's some folks out there who think it's fun but uh yeah. i definitely like the the marketing side of things that allows you to interact with people and you do the engagements all the activations and stuff especially at the local level it's a ton of fun yeah yeah and the part about marketing that's really um very satisfying for me is to see a promotion or a um you know, a, a creation. I was in product development for a while as well mm. with Yogurt Mountain. And it was very fulfilling to see things, especially like dessert flavors that we would come up with. Mm. Um, there was especially one that I did that was, it was Aunt Ida's pound cake. And it was my Aunt Ida's pound cake recipe oh. turned into a frozen yogurt flavor. Um, and seeing that come to fruition from an idea and then see customers enjoy it and it resonate with them and them actually ask for it. That was very yeah. on a professional level. And, you know, seeing things like that, you know, now with Tzatziki's that we take a concept from conception and then see it all the way through in the stores, see customers really, um, you know, just love it and, mm -hmm. um, you know, just really enjoy it. And whether it's a new food item or um, something that we're doing on the tech side, that's really fulfilling. Mm. And mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I really enjoy about marketing as well is just getting that, um, you know, the feedback and seeing yeah. what customers really, really respond to. Yeah. 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 Seeing the satisfaction from your customers, it, it adds a new level to, of, of, I guess, importance or, or just, uh, enjoyment to what you do. You know, if, if you don't love what you do when you're coming to work, like you're doing something wrong. So that's oh, gotta yeah. be a, it's a, it's definitely something I look for in what I do as well with this stuff that, that I create from the marketing side. Um, I mean, I like to think that people like listening to episodes of the podcast, uh, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> oh, I, I think they do. I think they do. They yeah. do a good job oh, I appreciate it. Uh, it's because we have awesome guests like you that that are uh, take the time to join us. So um, I guess, you know, you talked a little bit about engaging with your customers and making sure you're developing products that that resonate with them. What are some things that, that you think you've seen done really well or maybe you've tested that worked really well from a local marketing standpoint that really engaged with local communities? Uh, really Lately, everything has been moving toward those digital channels. It is really mm -hmm. more and more. Um, we're seeing a lot of engagement both with Google and Meta, mm -hmm. uh, doing a lot of ads with them. Um, we also have a new um, lead generation um, company that we've engaged with for some markets as far as our catering leads. And mm. that's been quite successful. That's a new thing for us. We haven't really dabbled in that before. Um, so all of that together, we, we've seen really some exciting growth and some markets where we'd kind of been stagnant for a while. So um, that's really something that we've been excited about. And I think that's really where 2024 is going a lot more digital, digital, digital up and down. Yeah, exactly. That's something that we help our clients do. It, it's it, what's great about digital is is you can 
see kind of end to end, you could track the results, which is awesome. A lot of times, like in just traditional marketing tactics, um, historically, you know, you kind of, some teams still do, they just kind of throw stuff at a wall to see what sticks and, and there's nothing wrong with testing, but if, if you have the ability to actually track effectiveness and ROI to your tactics, uh, it not only do you accelerate your learnings, but you're able to attribute your ROI and then, and then really have more of a knowledge base as to what actually works as opposed to just a gut feel. Um, and you can put dollars toward the right things once you kind of find that lever to pull. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've just uh, started in the past couple of months with a new, um, it's an email and all communication platform. And we tested an SMS campaign back about a mm. month ago. And it was in conjunction with a, an overall LTO that we were doing. And we had done an email campaign. And for our first SMS campaign, we took the people who had not opened their emails. And this is the first time we'd ever had the technology to be able to say, okay, who had not opened their emails? Uh, and we sent 50,000 text messages to just those folks. And we had over a 300X ROI on that particular text message. So we're like, okay, that's we're going to awesome. do a whole lot more of that. Uh, that's a really good thing uh, that yeah. we're going to do. So yeah, seeing being able to to see that follow through is just phenomenal. It's not something that when I started my career I thought we would ever be able to do because we were still, um, you know, doing things by rating books and you know hoping that the the people that said they filled out their little diaries um, for radio and TV uh, actually yeah. had news programs that they said that they did. Yeah, yeah, it is super interesting. Just the the immediacy of the feedback is incredible. And I, you know, I'm not marketing restaurants, but just for, on the marketing side though, I, I've leveraged tech for years just because of that, that reason it's like, and I've, and I've kind of overlooked certain tactics, although I might think they may work um, just because I don't have the immediate feedback as to whether or not it does. And if I do have that, I know exactly where to put my dollars and to test the right things. Um, that SMS is an awesome example. Yeah. Do you, um, what are some, uh, what are some things that you might suggest to, to someone out there who may be, maybe they might not have the right solutions in place, or maybe they are just kind of getting their legs back under them after COVID. What are some things that you could suggest to them to do maybe today or sometime this week to, you know, start driving traffic, driving sales, driving online orders, whatever it might be? Well, one thing that I would encourage them to look at are, um, you know, within Meta, a lot of people think that you can't really advertise on a local level. Um, we have in our um, ecosystem of our social media, we have a brand feed through Instagram, and then every single location has their own Facebook page. And that's the way a lot of brands are set up so that you have a very localized Facebook, but then the Instagram is more of a brand level. Um, and I think there's a lot of misconception out there about, well, if the, the brand level side is controlling Instagram, then you can't advertise on a local level. And that's not true. You can go in through Meta and you can um, target and really focus on all of the Meta customers, whether it's Instagram or Facebook and get just those 
localized folks that you want. Um, so that is something that I would definitely encourage people to do. Um, even if you think, okay, my customers are not on Facebook. I'm not going to reach them. They're really more Instagram people. Well, you can advertise that way and still get to them. Um, even though, you know, you may not have control of your own brand page, you can still advertise mm-hmm. that way as well. So I would uh, definitely yeah. look at that. And then your third party stuff. Um, you know, that's one of those things that we, we've heavily leaned into in our brand. And it's really, you have to look at it as a, um, you know, a growth tactic. And we, we've definitely done that. We've gotten our brand in front of people who would probably never, ever walk into one of our restaurants. And, um, you know, I did a demographic study the other day of one of our third party partners and, um, about a third of those customers don't show up at all in our demographic study of our dine-in customers. Um, so there's very, wow. you know, there, there's a good bit of uh, non-crossover there. Uh, definitely lean into those third-party platforms and take advantage of those as much as you can. Yes, you're going to pay those commissions, but it's a new way to get your um, your product into those people's hands mm-hmm stomachs eventually and uh you know do your best to convert them to to first party purchasers yes uh absolutely what i'm hearing you say is data 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 you know as much as as much as you can leverage that data uh do it uh you talked a lot about audience segmentation how are people engaging with your brands over which channels are they coming in have they ever been in have they been in multiple times um, have they logged into your Wi-Fi? You know, there's all sorts of activity that your customers are, in, you know, creating. They're leaving this vapor trail um, with how they engage with your brand. So kind of, you know, sniff that stuff out and and drop your, your uh, guests in the buckets, what we call segments, and then market to them with appropriate messages on the channels that they're on that you know that the, the messaging is going to resonate with them. Um, and that really, it helps you create lookalike audiences and really go to market at scale, which is incredible. That's why I love the tech. Yeah. Oh, that stuff's so hard, though. It is, it's taken us um, close to a two-year journey to get to really where we are today. And we're, we're not, mm. we're not done by any means. I mean, we are, you know, if you look at like a crawl, walk, run, we are, we're barely crawling, trying to get up to a walking stage. Um, there's so much more that we we know that we can do. Um, yeah, we got our CVP set up about six or seven months ago, and so now we're mm. we're able to segment our customers into audiences, which has really been able to help us uh, on some fronts. Um, but we know there's so many more things that we can do. The more that we have our data, the longer that we have the data, um, you know, and it, it's, it all depends too on what you have on the back end. How good is your data when it's coming in? Because that's right. how, how you're ingesting it to begin with, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't take it in well, and it's all a mess coming in, then mm-hmm. that makes it very difficult to do something with it on the back end. So um, that's exactly. 
to look at as well. And we we've been struggling with that from you know a multitude of systems. One system intakes uh, people's names one way, and uh, you know the online system intakes people's names in a different way, and you know, so it, it's been a challenge. This is what you were saying. It just is further like testament and evidence to me that you are a marketer because <laughs> these are the exact challenges that marketers face across the board. Uh, garbage in, garbage out. If you get, if you're taking in data incorrectly or it's even this, it may not even be incorrectly. It's just how you're compiling it is going to differ across each system in many instances and in most instances, tying that all together, cleaning it up. It's tough. It takes time. Uh, and many times you need, you need kind of a, a tech company or a solution to help you kind of tie all those systems together and clean everything up so that you can actually make it actionable data. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and sometimes it doesn't take just one. It's, it's a multitude yeah. of, of partners to get it into a really good usable place. One to clean it up, mm. another one to kind of display it in the way that you need it to be a, uh, yeah, we, we don't have a business intelligence tool right now. Um, and that's kind of a big missing piece for us to be able to to take all the data that we have and then see it in a usable format that allows us to really make good business decisions based on um, what we're seeing. Yeah, a good tool will not just package the data, but it'll give you actionable insights things to show exactly like this is where you need to take action in order to fix X, Y, Z. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. A lot of, uh, typically I don't put plugs in for what we do on the, on the podcast episode, but literally everything you're saying, Julie, it's like, we can help clients do that. So if you are struggling with that as a listener, you know, hit us up. Um, but that's as deep as I'll go into that, uh, on the show. Um, so do you have any examples, Julie, of, of, Folks, you'd like to give a shout out who, other than Tzatziki's, we know Tzatziki's does local marketing well, but who else is doing local marketing really well? Well, I have to recognize one of our sister brands. Um, Waldo's Chicken is an up and coming brand um, as part of the, the Fresh Hospitality family. And we actually share a building with them here in Birmingham. Um they they don't really have much of a centralized marketing um, effort right now, so they're they're still pretty small. So they are they're forced to do everything on a local level, and I think they're they're taking advantage of some of the things that they're they're given and really doing um, some of the hyper local stuff in a pretty good way, um, doing a lot of that grassroots you know, boots on the ground kind of stuff to get their name out and get started and um, really just starting to do some of the the digital things. And, you know, they're, they're one-off situations, you know, here in, in Birmingham, I see some of the, the Facebook and uh, Meta and Google things that they're doing mm -hmm. from here as well. So I think they're, they're just getting started and, and, have a, have a long road ahead of them, but doing a, a pretty good job to start with. No, that's awesome. Yeah. That the grassroots stuff is super important and should never be overlooked. It's like, no matter, you know, how good of a digital strategy you have in place, local community, in person, 
in the places that they are is so important to grow growing your brand. It all starts at a local level. You know, yeah. going to games, going to like you said, when you're going to your kids' games or their soccer matches or basketball games or whatever, there's lots of brands that actually partner with, you know, schools nearby and churches and different organizations to actually get their brand in front of the attendees and get their their food in their hand as well as just create solid experiences that they can associate that good feeling with with their brand. Yeah, and that's really how Tzatziki's grew from, you know, its origin days. Um, mm. Keith Richards, our founder, was very involved in the Birmingham community and really instilled that sense of community and connection. Connection is one of our brand values. And that was something that was very important to him and to the rest of the company as we grew. And it's something that when we're seeking out new franchisees and new operating partners, that's something that we are certainly looking for and making sure that we do have somebody that's connected to their community. We don't want mm. absentee owners. We don't want people who are just going to you know, stick a manager in a store and they're going to be um, very removed from the business. We want people who are very ingrained in the community and very much part of what's happening anywhere that we're putting it to Zeke's because that we, we know and understand how important that community connection is in any of the mm -hmm. locations that we have. Yeah, it's the foundation for success. Yeah. For sure. Um origin stories that that is that's interesting to me. Um as I think about who does local marketing real well, I know Tzatziki's come to mind and I did kind of dig into the origin stories and Julie, I can't help but to re realize like you were there at the very first location <laughs> Athens, Greece. I think it was about, correct me if I'm wrong, is this about 250 AD? Uh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it was. Oh, that is pretty funny, Justin. <laughs> Obviously, you had a time machine. Yeah. Yeah. Taking me back. Awesome. Yeah, taking oh, you back. Great. That's right. I was, I was, uh, working on this image uh, this morning and I was, I just laughed out loud when I had, I had AI drop the crowd of people in the background. <laughs> That's just <laughs> the concept of having like a restaurant like this in Athens. It just, it was just so funny to me. Oh yeah. Anyways. It looks like Tzatziki's tea seal in the back. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. <awesome>. <laughs> <laughs> just gold. Uh -huh. uh, anyways. Uh, well, Julie, uh, how could listeners follow you, follow your brand? All right. We've got, uh, of course, our website, uh, tzikis.com. We've got uh, tzikisfranchising.com. We're on LinkedIn and I'm on LinkedIn as well. Julie Wade, CFE. Um, so yeah, we're, we're out there available and would love to have y'all check us out. Absolutely. I highly suggest checking out both Julie, her profile, as well as Tzatziki's, follow them, uh, subscribe, uh, you know, and it's Tzatziki's Mediterranean Grill. Hit them up on social, stop in, you know, pick up, a, a, you guys are everywhere, like especially Southeast, huge volume of locations. I would say pick up a, a Euro, like I know you guys have a lot of good stuff, but I love the Euros and they do not disappoint every time. Fantastic. What's your favorite kind, Justin? I, I just like, any, like any, I love the lamb. Yeah. It's like we did a, um, as part of my MBA program, we went over to, uh, to Europe and, 
and I got a lot of like shawarma over there and I was like, man, I love this stuff. And then, I, and then after that, I discovered, you know, Tzatziki's when we were in Denver and, oh, just love it. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, awesome. Check them out. Uh, Julia, it was a ton of fun having you in the lab today. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Justin. As always, thanks for joining us in the local marketing lab. This podcast is brought to you by Evocalize. To learn how Evocalize can help you grow your business, visit evocalize.com. If you learned something new from today's episode, don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook at Evocalize. That's E-V-O-C-A-L-I-Z-E. And on X at Evocalize Inc. And remember, keep innovating and trying new things. You never know what's going to connect with your audience until you try. And until next time, thanks for listening.